Hilarious. Yeah. Get it on. on the air, you sons of bitches. My name is Darian. I am here for another week of horror bullshit, and I'm taking you with me. And we are locked into this thing together, and so is Buddy. Yo, what's up, everybody? Buddy made it in this week, boys and girls. Monica did not. So we got one out of two out of three, I guess, is what we're looking (laughs) for. I forgot how many people are supposed to be here. (laughs) We have a few of us this week. What's going on, Buddy? How you doing, pal? Doing good. Yeah, uh, we have these robots at work that we're about ready to go live with. I think we're going to start training people tomorrow. I won't be there tomorrow, though, but uh, it's nice to see these things go live. You have robots at work? Yes, we have nine of them. What do they do? Um, They uh, go around, basically, they're they're fast, too. Okay. Basically, they throw a picker. Normally, you have a scanner to do all this stuff. Well, the scanner is actually on this uh, robot. And it just hustles right where it needs to go, and it goes all the shortest distances possible to, yeah. to pick up all this, all the product and stuff. So all you have to do is the person follows it, and then like says, "Okay, yeah, it's this location, it's this quantity." You know, physically grab the quantity, put it in the the tote. The, wow! The so yeah, yeah nice, pretty cool. <laughs> How long is it going to take before one of these robots is sexually harassed? <laughs> right, or go like Terminator? <laughs> yeah, that'd be even better. Yeah. I want, I'm waiting for one of the robots to show up drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. There's a charging port, so it knows when it gets low on the battery. Yeah. So it, like, backs up into the charging port. It goes, Ugh. <laughs> It's really wow. weird. Wow. Yeah, it moans when it goes. Yeah, that is, that's sexual harassment right there. <laughs> yeah. That's that's nutty. That's fun, though. Yeah. Can nice. you, can you like, hop on one of these things and ride it around? No, no. Oh. They hold up to 200 pounds. Uh, I'm good. But- but they say uh, no, nobody should be riding. Nobody can ride one? Damn <laughs> <No>. it. <laughs> what if I put a helmet on? Would that be okay? No. I want to ride a robot, buddy. <laughs> right? You're going to make this happen for me somehow. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Mm. Uh, it is hot, man. It got above, The temperature in my Jeep today said 105. Whoa. And it's only June 1st. Dang. By July, we're probably going to be evaporating into the <laughs> yeah. ether. Right? Yeah, here it's in northern Nevada. Fucking fuck, man. 105 already, wow. and dry heat here, too. Yeah, who knows? Maybe wait a couple of days, it might snow. I know. That's, <laughs> that's northern Nevada for you, goddammit. Yeah. Probably will, too, son of a bitch. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got the regular shit show to get into here. Heat and robot uh, warehouse workers notwithstanding. <laughs> uh, we got horror news. <laughs> Pretty soon they're going to have robot podcasters. Oh, yeah. And I guarantee you they're going to be funnier than we are. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about the lady at work today? <laughs> I don't know if I could deal with an hour of that. I know, right? 
We got to get some inflection in there. We got horror news. We got the listener mail stuff. We got all the usual shenanigans. Let's kick things off, buddy, with a little of the old horror news. Yeah. Horror news. Let's go to Buddy over at the Funko Help Desk. (laughs) What Funko news do you have for us, Buddy? (laughs) Well, this one's not. Oh, wow. Okay. Psychological horror title Luto announced for PC and PlayStation. Luto. Yeah, this is a. It says your mind can be a prison filled with your worst memories. This prison looks like a maze whose escape looks like an impossible task. Luto is a narrative adventure that tries to reflect on the themes such as depression and anxiety in the darkest of settings. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds okay. creepy. It does. It doesn't say when it's coming out, but. Yeah, I think it's happening outside that door. <laughs> right? Right it's, now. It's already started. Easy. <laughs> Funko. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Revs I up knew it was the, coming. <laughs> revs up the chainsaw for new Texas Chainsaw Massacre toy of Gunner Hansen's Leatherface. I thought they already had that one. Uh, I don't know. Not that I care, but I could have swore I saw somebody posted one a mm. while ago. Yeah, it says uh, this is the latest Leatherface toy based on Gunnar Hansen's portrayal of character in Toby Hooper's original slasher classic. And it's a mini Leatherface keychain is also available with the brand new design. Oh, so how cute. Yeah. Why do you bother? <laughs> why Why even make horror villains with that Funko? <laughs> I know, they're not really that they're scary. They're not scary. <laughs> I don't know. It's but, a, you know, we know that one collector out there. Yeah, we know him. <laughs> we know exactly who he is and where he keeps all of his Funkos. <laughs> right. Uh, Sam removes his mask for brand new trick or treat vinyl toy from Funko. Funko! <laughs> That's right. Uh, this particular Sam toy is different than Funko's other trick or treat offerings because it depicts the lovable pumpkin boy without his mask, flashing a mis- mischievous smile. I like that one. Yeah, it's That's not cool. too bad. Yeah, kind of creepy. I'm not going to buy it, but yeah. I, it's, it's cool looking. Yeah. Uh, grab Little Nightmares for free on Steam until May 30th. What is Little Nightmares? I assume that's a game if it's on Steam. Yes, it okay. is a PC game. Uh, from now until May 30th, never mind. Okay, then. <laughs> don't, don't get that. Don't do that because it's done. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here are six underappreciated slasher villains from the 2000s. Okay. You ready for this? Sure. The Reeker. From okay. Re- from Reeker. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Stinky guy. Yeah, the Mountain Man from Cold Prey. Oh yeah, Norwegian that one I think. Mick Taylor from Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek. Yeah, I don't think he's underappreciated. He's got his own TV show now. Yeah, but nobody like goes out and just chooses this guy. This guy's a badass man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, Babyface from The Hills, Hills Run Red. Hills Run Red. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chrome Skull. I like Chrome Skull. Laid to rest. Laid to rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Collector from the Of Course. Collector. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's all six. Um, not bad. Now, I don't know. Do you do you really call Mick Taylor a slasher? I guess yeah. so. Yeah, I guess you do, yeah. right? Yeah. Even though he's more like a sex perv. Yeah. But, but I guess those... you could be a slasher and a sex perv. Why not? You know? Yeah. All right. I'm yeah. into it. Well, that's all I got. What do you got? Hey, are you ready for Evil Dead Rise? Ooh. The next installment of the Evil Dead franchise... Wow. Is going straight to HBO Max. 
I'm done with that. Me, you're down with it, or yeah. you're done with it. I'm down with I'm it. I'm down with it too. Yeah, I'll probably go see it in a theater too. If it does the the joint, the, the thing. both one, yeah, yeah. Because uh, why not, man? Why yeah. not see it in a theater? You could rent the whole fucking theater for like two hundred bucks. No, hundred dollars, isn't it? It do it's a hundred bucks for like older movies. Oh, okay. If it's, I think it's like one seventy five okay. if you want to do a newer movie. Huh. I didn't know you could do a newer movie. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, that would be really cool. And then I'll watch it again on HBO Max right? if I liked it. Which <laughs> I think I will. I hope I will. Yeah. I'd be really disappointed if it sucks. I like it when they put it on both. You Me too. Option. It's like, oh yeah, I kinda wanna see this, but I don't want to spend the money. I'll watch it on HBO Max. Yeah. Something like this. Oh yeah. I'm or, down to see the theater. Or if you're a nutsack like me and you really get into the movie in the theater, but you're like, What was that thing that I saw? Then you come home and you put it on Netflix yeah, you or HBO it Max. You want it, yeah. And you're like, Ah, there it is right there. What mm-hmm. is that? That's a glowing thing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got that going for us. Speaking of that, spiral from the book of Saw uh-huh. is now available to rent digitally. All right. So probably Amazon Prime, um, other VOD outlets. Yeah. I'll wait till it's free. Um, I haven't heard anything good about it. Yeah. I've heard a lot of, meh, it's fine. Yeah. So It's an installment. Yeah. I wonder if this is going to be the last. I doubt it. I doubt it. Because they just keep cranking those fucking things out, man. Yeah, Not between, that I'm mad at it. Between Saw and Purge, they were like doing every Halloween yeah. for a minute. Well, Purge... We got another one of those coming out pretty yeah. soon, too. <laughs> Fuck. God. Okay. Uh, did you, you ever play that video game, Borderlands? Once. It's a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. It's now being made into a movie. Oh. Uh, directed by Eli Roth. Oh, cool. How much do you remember about the game? Not much. <laughs> There's a little robot called Claptrap okay. in the game. And in the movie, Claptrap somehow is going to be played... By Jack Black. Huh. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so they're going to make this a comedy. I mean, well, yeah. A I mean, a lot of the, the game is pretty humorous. Okay. Just because of Claptrap and his antics. Hmm. So that's going to be pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Me and my son play Borderlands. So I think I'll hopefully be able to take him to see it. Nice. I'm into it, man. Yeah. Claptrap, Eli Roth, Borderlands. Uh, Netflix has greenlit a drama based on the dating game Killer. Hmm. Do you remember that guy? Yeah, that was like a uh, 80s. Isn't it? I want to say super early 80s, yeah. like 82, 83. Uh, Rodney Alcala, I believe was the name. He was basically a serial killer. And somehow he ended up on the uh, the dating game TV wow. show. Yeah. And uh, the ch- he got selected. If mm-hmm. I remember right, how much do you remember about the dating game? I remember it was usually one chick and three dudes. Right. And then they would set the dudes up on like outside of the wall, and the chick would ask questions, and she'd be like, "Bachelor number one, yes. If I was a tasty ice cream, would you rub me on your balls or right. something like what that? What would our first date be like? Yeah. Well, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> first, I would come to your doorstep with a dozen roses, and then I would bend you over and finger you until you pissed yourself. <laughs> I don't think anybody actually ever said that. <laughs> no, but I, hope I don't they think it go too well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're turning me that up. One. <laughs> that guy's a psycho. <laughs> yeah. I'll take him. <laughs> I'm going to go with Bachelor too, but you give me a call later. <laughs> right? If this doesn't work out, I'm give me your digits. So that's cool. Well, uh, Netflix is really up their true crime game lately. I'm into it. Yeah. A lot of documentaries. Here stuff it is. Like that. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Green River Killers in there. Yeah. Uh, that's one I grew up with. Uh, oh, yeah. That's your neck of the woods. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, the Night Stalker. 
uh, the Chris Watts doc documentary. Um, yeah, they're cranking them out. Mm-hmm. That's like the that's like the, the the hot thing right now. It's true crime. Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, remember that old horror series Slasher? Yeah, it's getting a fourth season. Going straight to think, Shutter. Yeah, you're not into it. No, it really. Like. I saw the first season. It was all right. That is the worst. That's as bad as, as Slasher gets. Oh, okay. Did you see the second no. season? Second season phenomenally better. I would hope so. I can tell you. I can tell you exactly <laughs> what the problem was. Huh. Uh, first season was made by the Chiller Network. Oh, remember that piece oh, yeah. of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, I think Netflix picked it up and put out the second and third season. Oh, and now Shutter's getting it. All right. So I'll tune that back it, in. If you can make it through the second, the second season is really good. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, uh, these camp counselors kill one of their contemporaries, another one of the counselors, mm-hmm. and hide the body. And then the camp gets shut down. And then at like four or five years later, they, they talk about bulldozing the camp and putting up like condos or something like that. Mm-hmm. So all the counselors come back to try to find the body and move it so that nobody gets caught. But once they get there, a hippie compound has sprung up where the old camp was. And people naturally start getting killed. Oh. It's pretty good, man. I'll right. tell you that. Okay. If you, can, if you can get into it. All right. All right. That's all we got on the horror news there, hot stuff. Let's do a little listener mail, shall we? Mm-hmm. You weren't thinking about killing any camp counselors, were you there, buddy? Like I would sell, say anything. Uh, he got real quiet on me all of a sudden. <laughs> I said brought up camp counselors, and he's like, Take some notes here. Oh. <laughs> Listener mail. Yeah. We got emails and voicemails. Let's start it off with the emails, sir. Yeah. Right here in Reno, Nevada. Here comes the cowboy. Hey, cowboy. Subject line, GP'd in the fucking email. Ha ha ha. Hmm. Evening padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and made it in tonight. Good to hear everyone back last week and that Monica's doing better. Seeing as apparently email wants to cut me off. Ha ha. Here's the bits from last week's email that got cut out. Oh, look at that. It's cut off. Darian, <laughs> I agree. But yeah, there's another giant gap in this email. Cowboy, I don't know what you're doing. Look at this. Darian, I agree, but... Oh, yeah. I don't know what you're doing there, cowboy. Uh, <laughs> Did you do that invisible ink thing? He is. <laughs> uh, except over email. All right. Uh, I agree about the new, and then it just cuts down to the bottom. Now, on to current email. Hopefully, it all goes through. No, it didn't. Nope. I agree with Monica, and I'm looking forward to Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Director issues aside, I've always liked the Creeper as a monster. I would agree. Mm Mm-hmm. And really, really looking forward to a new Hellraiser movie. Pinhead is a badass. Hopefully, they do it right and bring on the gore. With Educate last week, you got me. Haven't seen Grim Love yet, but I had looked up the cannibal story and watched a different movie about it. This week, though, your surf Nazis must die. Grandma throwing the grenade gave it away. <laughs> Have you seen Surf Nazis Must Die? No. Oh, sir. That has... There's a sex scene in that movie that I'm pretty sure is uns, unsimulated. I'm pretty sure they actually got it on during Whoa. that scene. Because it is... Balls deep? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Things go into mouths and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of hard to... It's, uh, it's going... Yeah, it went down behind the rocks with the saxophone. Well, you see, we uh, did a green screen and 
He wasn't fluffed, so we uh, added. <laughs> I don't need a green screen. I'm ready. Let's get it on. Where is she? Or he? I don't know. <laughs> uh, caught a few movies this week. Unhinged. As a driver, I really appreciated the road rage aspect of this movie. Russell Crowe plays a great crazy fucker. Apartment 212. Pretty much an evil fairy fucking with the main girl. Fun and good atmosphere. Dark, deadly, and dreadful. Had fun with this one. Hmm. Looking forward to the return of the Terror Dome and always enjoyed the story write-ups you did. That's all I got this week. Hope everyone has a great week. Catch you on the flip, cowboy. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that's it. Right on. Thanks for writing in there, cowboy. Yeah, thanks, cowboy. Right on, right on. We got a voicemail here. Mm. I'm willing to bet that it's from Monica's pod boyfriend. Mr. Tom Hardy. Unfortunately, she is not here, sir. So you're stuck with us. Hey yo! Hey yo! Padded room. How's my favorite degenerate? Hey, this not week? too bad, Derek. Tom Hardy. Hey, hope everyone's doing well. It was, uh, good to have everyone there last week. You know, sure. Um, see if we can do two weeks in a row. No chance. Um, you know, <laughs> hope all is well, guys. Hey, hey real quick. Uh, on the educating department. Come on um, I was sitting there listening to you when you were like, is this my, dude, this guy's talking about, uh, you Come know, on serving and stuff. I was like, this, he's talking about fucking, uh, what is it, Escape from L.A., right? No! And then he Tom kept Hardy. going, and I was like, no. No, he's not. No! This motherfucker's Come on. talking about surf Nazis must fucking die? My man! Holy <laughs> you shit! You did it! It's gotta be surf Nazis must die. It I'm is surf Nazis must one. die, sir. Hey, uh, on the what are you looking at department? Sir. I have to catch uh, Army of Dark or Army of the Dead. <laughs> Man, I fucking I don't know about you guys. I love that flick. That oh, was yes. a great flick. Uh, it ran a little long, I thought. Like, especially at the end. I mean, they were trying to set up for the. I, I don't want to know if I should say because it is you know fairly new. If someone hasn't had a oh, we're going to spoil it. it. We're going to do the whole thing. As all zombie movies do, you know, you got to kind of set up for that sequel. Like, hey, one of the infected got out. Right. That just went on way too fucking long, man. You think so? Um, something I did have a, I guess, a qualm about it. Huh? Is that movie is fucking aliens? Like, I don't know if it's just me, but. I there guess. were like so many parallels to aliens. Oh, okay. This is the uh, kind of right. This is the uh, character who you know you think is helping out, but in reality he has his own uh, initiative, his own mission, or yeah. what have you. Yeah. I don't know, man. It kind of kind of seems like almost an aliens ripoff. Okay. But it was unique and fun enough to where, like I said, I, I fucking love the flick. It was now great. Now you mention it, you're probably um, right. I also got to catch this flick. Uh, I've hmm. seen it before. Uh, Split second. Huh. Um, oh, yeah. More of a sci-fi flick, maybe, but, I mean, it's got a big monster in it that kills fuckers. The so. heartbeat thing, right? This used to be uh, one of my friends who passed away, one of his favorite flicks. Nice. And uh, we'd always fucking quote lines back at each other at work and shit like that. So, eh, if you're in the mood for kind of a dystopian uh, future, you know, flick with uh, some sci-fi horror elements... Uh, I mean, it's got, you know, 1980s, early 90s flick with Rucker Hauer yep. and uh, Kim Cattrall. Yeah. You know what you're getting. I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's not bad. It's, it's fun. It's, it's a quick little, fun little flick monster, or what have you. I remember being really Anyway, so hope all was well. That's all I got. Love you like family. Bye. Love you too, Tom Hardy. I remember seeing that. 
And I remember uh, Rutger Hauer's character smokes and eats chocolate a lot. And he's like a cop. And he's hunting this thing he thinks is the serial killer. Mm -hmm. It's actually this bizarro sewer monster. And, of course, he gets assigned a partner that he hates because he's like a doofus. Because, so, I mean, that's what you did in the 80s if you're yeah, a cop. Yeah. You get assigned a doofus partner. Right on, man. That's all we got in the listener mail there, buddy. You got anything for Tom Hardy or Cowboy? Thanks, guys, for calling and writing in. Let's get into a movie, dude. Yeah. Mr. Ward, how would you like to make $50 million on a warm summer's eve? On a train bound for nowhere, met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, Son, I made a life. Out of reading people's faces Think about it Everything we did, all those people we saved the way they held their Look what it got us you don't mind Or what if I can see out of What if just once taste of We did something just for us You ready to play? There's 200 million dollars in the vault beneath the strip with a 32-hour window to get it out. Find the safe. This should be a simple in and out. It's not too late to go back. They are. They're smarter. They're faster. They're organized. Oh, You got Tiger. That's crossing the line. We've got a lot to unpack here with Army of the Dead from 2021. This one's written and directed by Zack Snyder. It's got 5.9 stars. Stars Dave Batista, Garrett Dillahunt, and Theo Rossi. And uh, I've got, I found, remember last time we were talking about this? You were like, what's up? There's like three or four zombies with glowing blue eyes. Yeah. I know what they are. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's going to blow your mind. Okay. It doesn't really matter in the scheme of things, but it's still going to blow your mind. There is a lot 
of Easter eggs hidden in this movie. Okay. And I'm going to I'm going to put them all out there. well, the ones that I know of, I'm going to put out there. Okay. They include aliens, robots, and Batman. Oh yeah, another robot one. Yeah. I oh, saw, that's the, that's that the blue eyes. They're robots. Oh. There's fucking okay. robot zombies. Huh. There's what? There's that one that we see in the big mob scene right. with the glowing blue eyes. Uh-huh. There's another one that's chasing them out of the vault that I think Vanderho kills with a shotgun. And when the zombie goes down, a bunch of sparks come flying out of him. Yeah. Fucking robots, okay. man. What the hell have we got robots for? <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> this is, there is a lot going on here, inmates. It's great. Um, so we, we start off at Area 51. Which is uh, probably about eight hours from where we're presently sitting. Yeah. Maybe less, actually. I think it's a little bit north of Vegas. But we've got an army convoy moving out. And uh, the driver in the lead car and his co-pilot are discussing what may or may, they may or may not be transporting. Because mm-hmm. they don't know. Right. Could be the Holy Grail. <clears throat> could be an alien autopsy kind of a thing. Could, could be, be Bigfoot. Could be a bowl. Could be, uh, <laughs> yeah, another nuclear bomb. Who knows? Uh, now, somewhere else out there, probably, I don't, was, was this couple leaving Vegas or were they going to Vegas? Because they, they took a picture at the Vegas City Limit sign. And then it looked like they were leaving, but that I don't know. Make sense. Uh, maybe they just got married at one of those drive-in places at Vegas, and now they're driving home or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, I think that's. I, I don't know what they're doing, but uh, he is the. They, they are just married, and uh, she is going to give him <laughs> <laughs> the wedding present. That's right. Which is a uh, Brian Joseph, if you understand what I'm telling you. <laughs> It's a little roadhead is what it is. Hell yeah. Uh, So naturally, he's not paying attention. And they're on like a deserted Nevada backwoods road. Probably Highway 50, which I have made that trip to Vegas many times. It's It's boring boring as as shit. There's nothing (laughs) out there. Mm -mm. It's like desert, 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 Tonopah, desert, 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 desert Vegas. (laughs) And that's it. It's it's just a bunch of dirt. Uh, So they're out there. They're probably supposed to be the only ones out there. He's swerving all over the place, smashes into the army convoy, blows up the uh, transport vehicle, uh, and a couple of the other Humvees. The soldiers get out. They radio back to base. Hey, we got a problem here. They're like, okay. Now, the transport vehicle was had like a Connex box on it, but it was like reinforced, so it looked like a vault kind yeah. of a thing. So the, the soldiers get out, and they're like, hey, we need a evac. Uh, what, are we, what are we doing here? And whoever's on the other end of the radio was like, don't open the box. Is the box open? And they're like, yeah. Like, get the fuck out of there as fast as you can. Yeah. And he's like, what? Don't but even stick around. By then, it's too late. Mm-hmm. What we have is a very uh, svelte, shredded, very muscular uh, soldier zombie mm-hmm. who gets out. He's moving fast. He's a Zack Snyder zombie. Oh, dude. yeah. He's not fucking around. Uh, and he just rips the shit out of these soldiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, kills them all. Eats them. Bites them. Um, they shoot the piss out of him. Doesn't bother him at all. No. Um, and then the one by one, the soldiers all get up in zombie mode and, uh, they can communicate with each other and they're not like just shambler zombies. They're like intelligent and they're communicating with each other and they all follow the, the first zombie over a little berm, which looks out onto Vegas. Mm -hmm. And then that's pretty nasty. That's good. Yeah. Well, we know what's going on from there. Now, if you watch that scene very closely, as the, the zombies come up over the burn, berm, it's it's like nighttime. You can see two UFOs flying over Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's kind of cool. 
<laughs> Little Easter egg there, Mr. Snyder. Hmm. Uh, so that's, I mean, that doesn't really matter as to the story or anything, but mm. it's kind of fun. Uh, and then from there, we go into probably about a nine-minute montage. This was awesome. This is fucking blue. I saw this in the theater with some buddies, and the montage hit, and you know, with the opening credits and everything. And, and then when the, mon- the montage was over, and I was like, that was a great fucking movie, huh, guys? <laughs> yeah. Wow. They're like, yeah. Oh, the real movie's going to start now. <laughs> but uh, basically, it's just a quick, uh, like, nine-minute music video of uh, the zombies taking over Vegas. Naked strippers. Naked strippers, zombies, eating uh, Liberace impersonators, mm-hmm. uh, Elvis impersonators, old men hitting jackpots on slot machines and then being torn to shreds. Um, That's a good way to go. Yeah, I mean, ugh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. And then there's like a, uh, I think there was like a zombie bachelorette party that was running through a casino. Yeah, and people screaming and freaking out and all that. And we're gonna get like some little expose introductions to some of our main characters. Uh, within Vegas, there was a group of survivors, and I'm extrapolating all this right out of my behind because I don't know if this is how it actually went down. There was a group of survivors that kind of band together and managed to escape the city and help pick up other people as they went. Uh, It comprised of a seemingly soccer mom who lost her daughter, but then found her daughter in her attempt to get out of the city, which was very cool. Unfortunately, she didn't make it all the way out of the city. She made it to the exit gate. Like the barrier. Just a few more feet. And then she got taken down by zombies. Her daughter ran to help her. And the way the army had set up... um, a perimeter is they just stuck shipping containers in a giant wall all the way around the Vegas Strip. It's not all of Vegas that's contaminated. It's really just the Strip that they've kind of quarantined in with these shipping containers. She didn't make it out in time, so they had to close off, close it off by dropping two shipping containers on her, her daughter, and like a horde of zombies. Mm-hmm. And that is nasty. That's yeah. nasty business. Uh, we're also going to meet, uh, we never got her name, did we? We didn't know anything about her other than she was a badass, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I don't think we did. No. Uh, we meet our main character, Scott Ward. He's played by David Batista, And mm-hmm. I'm going to make a bold statement right now, He's buddy. man. David Batista, far better actor than The Rock. Yeah, I'll go with that. He'll, he's a lot more versatile. Yeah. The Rock just plays The Rock. Yeah. That's all he does. He just mm-hmm. wears ill-fitting T-shirts, smoldering looks, drives ca- cars too fast, and comes up with witty one-liners. Mm-hmm. This guy actually has some chops. I feel like so yeah. good for him. Uh, he plays Scott Ward. He got out. He was one of the uh, survivors that tried to get everybody out. Lost his wife and daughter in the uh, the initial outbreak. We'll get more into that as the story goes on. Well, no, we just lost his wife. I guess as they as they were getting out. Uh, we got another guy named Vanderhoe, big uh, African-American guy. Can do some things with a cutting saw. He really loves his saw. That that big, yeah. uh, whatever the fuck that big is. Like it's the, it's uh, a, like the Jaws of Life type saw. Yeah, it's the same thing the chick had in uh, High Tension. Yeah. That great big saw. What the? F- it's got to be used for like cutting people out of car accidents. Uh-huh. I don't know what else you'd use that for, really. Yeah. It's a nasty customer, but he, he does some pretty good things with that. Uh, we meet a Hispanic young lady named Cruz. Uh, there's a scene in this opening montage where a zombie jumps up on a car, and Cruz opens up on the zombie with a 50 caliber machine gun. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, daddy! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
turn that guy into a pink mist. And we get to see every single drop of blood and fragmentation mm. and guts and innards as it just erupts from this zombie. It's oh, magnificent. Uh, who else do we have here? I think that's really about it for the group of initial survivors. Yeah. Okay. So that in this the whole montage kind of sums this whole thing up. It's uh there the song is uh Viva Las Vegas covered by Richard Cheese, I believe. Yeah. Richard Cheese is a staple in oh, Zack Snyder's man. work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love me some Richard Cheese. He's great. Uh so from there we cut to sometime later, uh probably I would say maybe a year or so. I, I can't say for sure, but uh, Vegas, the Vegas Strip has been completely quarantined via these giant boxes in this walled-off area, and th- the U.S. military has been unable to take it back from the zombies. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the montage, there's a very cool scene of like uh, a parachuter guy that is parachuting down he's and like he's shooting down. shooting <laughs> zombies as he's go- as he's descending. But as soon as he gets to within grabbing range, they just grab him yeah, and eat him, and that's done. it. And there's like a, a force commander that gets up on top of a Hummer and pops a smoke grenade. And then uh, as the zombies are climbing up on top of the Hummer and eating them, and then F-15s come down and start yeah, tomahawk missiles yeah. all over the, the uh, strip there. It's, pre- it's pretty cool. But what we're at, where we're at now, uh, we've basically given up on the Vegas Strip. Yeah. And th- I guess we're just kind of, that's, that's them, that's theirs now, and yeah. we're not going to go in there, so fuck it. Yeah, turn into a bunch of politician commercials. Yeah, or, or not commercials, but you know, it's like, oh, we should do this. Oh no, we shouldn't do this. Yeah, do it's this. like a it's like a political debate. Yeah. type of a thing. But uh, at, right outside of the Vegas Wall, we have like a quarantine camp of people that may or may not be infected. Mm-hmm. So it seems to me, and I could be out of line here, but there is no infection. You're bit. And then you turn into a zombie, and then that's it. There's like no middle ground. Yeah. So that's that's another kind of weird gray area there. But mm-hmm. people are living in this weird infirmant camp, and people are volunteering at the infirmant camp. And uh, it's not the best living conditions. They're all set up in like FEMA tents, and uh, they have some asshole security guards running around there, mm-hmm. probably taking advantage of their status or whatever, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, that's pretty gnarly too. But the big deal is the president has decided that it is time to finally put an end to this Vegas zombie hot zone, yep. and he's going to drop a nuclear bomb on the Vegas Strip. So yep. uh, the FEMA camp has to be evacuated. Pretty much anything within a certain mile radius has to be completely abandoned, mm-hmm. and then we're going to nuke fucking Vegas. Yeah. Okay, very cool. I'm into it. I mean... They do nuclear testing in Nevada all the time. Might as well, might as right. well do it in Vegas too. So it's not Why a big. Not? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. I like to think that I've got a medium to low level of radiation on me at any given time. Right. I like to think that. Yeah. I've never actually had like a Geiger counter go over me, but if it did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling hot tonight, ladies. That's right. I just registered a five point seven. So that's kind of fun. Now we're gonna we're gonna cut back to Scott Ward, who is now flipping burgers at a shitty like roadside grill, probably somewhere in Henderson or maybe Perump. That's, that's what it looked like, Henderson. Yeah, I would yeah. say uh, it's it's Dave Batista. He's a big shredded, scary guy, but he's a, just flipping burgers now at this shitty grill. Uh, in walks um, 
a guy by the name of Bly Tanaka. Yeah. Played by the same dude that played Scorpion in the new Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. movie. Uh, so he walks in and he's got his head of security with him. Apparently this guy's some kind of a big deal. And he's like, I would like to speak to that man. So he sits down with Scott Ward and he basically tells Scott that there's $200 million sitting in a vault underneath the Vegas Strip. Mm-hmm. Um, if he can get a team together, it all belongs to Bly Tanaka, but it's all insured. So he's already been reimbursed that money. So if he can get a team together, get in there, get the money, get out, He'll cut Scott and his team $50 million right off the top. Mm-hmm. So Scott's like, uh, no, I'm not doing this. But then the head of security, a guy by the name of Martin, gives him like the, the floor plans, shows him a way in and like the, the um, blueprints to the vault and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So Scott goes home and he sleeps on it. And then eventually he comes to the realization, yeah, I should probably do this. Yeah, I don't want to flip burgers. Yeah, the flipping burgers sucks. Zombies also suck, but... Uh, I've 50 dealt with million. some of the zombies. Yeah, 50, <laughs> 50 million go a long way. Yeah, I could uh, maybe move up to, uh, I don't know, Fallon or something. <laughs> move, move out to Fernley, get a real place. Hmm. Uh, so he's like, ah, shit, all right, I'll do it. So he immediately starts putting his team together. First play- person he goes to is Cruz, the Latina. Mm-hmm. She's now working in a uh, mechanic shop kind of a thing. Probably somewhere also in Nevada, rural Nevada. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells her the specs, gives her an idea of what it is. She reluctantly agrees to be on the team. Yeah. Then they go and they... You had me a hello. I know. You could tell she was, she was, <laughs> she was into him. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it's not going to be a happy ending, really, for anybody in this entire fucking right? movie. But uh, she's in. She's in. So they, now they go talk to Vanderho, who is... Vanderho? Vanderho. Vanderho? Vanderho. Vander Y? Vander Wynn. Uh, he's now working at an old folks home doing hydrotherapy or something like that. Yeah. Uh, he agrees. He's in. Um, now, it's funny because Scott starts off with $50 million. And as <laughs> yeah. he's going through, he's offering each person less and less. Yeah. So the initial thing is like he's going to keep $15 million of it. And his family. Right. And Cruz is going <clears> to <throat> get fifteen. Mm-hmm. And then Vanderhoe's getting fifteen, so right. that leaves five million to divvy up amongst everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I get that's the original posse, though. So you got to take better care. Oh, of Oh yeah, them. definitely. So uh, the next stop is they need they need a safe cracker. They also need <laughs> not a white person. No, a safe cracker. <laughs> oh, buddy, buddy's on fire. <laughs> Uh, they need a safe cracker. They need a helicopter pilot. Um, and then and they just basically, after that, they just basically need more muscle to get to get through the, the Vegas Strip. Mm-hmm. So after that, the next guy they go to is a guy by the name of Guzman, who is a YouTube star and has a prominent YouTube following. He was hilarious. I watching liked those him. videos. Yeah, I liked him. <laughs> he was he he's basically goes around killing zombies on YouTube and pulling off these crazy trick shots where he gets like five or six with one... Uh, Nine millimeter round. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Two and one. Oh, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Woo. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Yeah, I know. That was funny. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, they go get him. He's in. I think they offered him like 200000 or something like that. Uh, they go get a uh, helicopter pilot. They offer her $2 million. Mm-hmm. So she's probably got the next highest pot after the, the initial three. Mm-hmm. Um, she hates her job, and she reminded me a lot of a certain former 
host of this show <laughs> for some reason. Huh. I don't know why. Just something about her was a lot like uh, Nurse Nicole to me. Uh, interesting fact about that uh, person yeah. was originally they had um, hired an actor that was a male for that role. Oh, yeah? And then he was, I guess, really bad to work with or something like that. So they fired him and brought her on. Nice. Yeah. She did good. She's yeah, one she of my favorites. Really yeah. Uh, her name is Peters. Um, after that, they go to get a safe cracker. Now, the the thing, this guy, I don't know about this guy. It looked to me like they just went to a random locksmith. It did. And they were like, hey, what do you think of this? Like, how, how did they, they didn't really go into detail, like how they found this guy. Yeah, I don't know. They just kind of rolled up on him. And yeah. he, they find this German guy named Dieter. And Dieter has a huge boner for cracking safes. Oh, man. Vaults. Combination like locks. The Mona Lisa. Oh, yeah. So they show him the plans and they're like, Do you think you can get into this? And he's like, Oh, yeah. it's Das Gotterdammerung. It is like a symphony of things that people have made. It's like handing me the Mona Lisa and asking me if I want to fuck her. Oh, okay. So Scott's like, You want to do it? And he's like, Yes, I would do it. Sausage fingers, away with you. <laughs> So, uh, um, like Farquaad and Shrek, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, so he's in, and now we're ready to rock. We're gonna, we, we got the whole team together. I think that's about it, isn't it? Yeah, so now mm-hmm. they go to meet, um, uh, Tanaka, and he's got like a hanger. Uh, Guzman brings two extra guys with him, and he, they're like, hey, I'm gonna pay these out of my cut, these guys out of my cut, so they're cool. It's uh, a guy named Damon and a young lady named Chambers. And they're going to go in as part of Guzman's little side side crew. So we get in and we start talking about the plan. Uh, they're like in this hangar. Uh, Martin has a miniature mock set up of the strip. And he's showing them, you know, the best way to get in or best way to travel through the strip, where the safe is, uh, how to get down to the safe. And on the roof of Bly Towers, which is a fictional uh, Vegas casino, is a broken down helicopter. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be their escape. Now, if everything goes according to plan, they should be in and out a full 24 hours before the nuclear missile even leaves the launch pad. Right. But they have to do it within this window because military presence around Vegas is being scaled back as everybody's being evacuated. Mm-hmm. So it gives them like the perfect opportunity to get in there. Yeah, what did they say, three days? Something like that, yeah. yeah. They're going to have like a good at least 24 to 48 hours to complete this operation, yeah. or so they think. Yeah, detonates in three days. So yeah, so you got plenty of time. Hours. Everything's cool. Um, the only thing that they couldn't figure out at that point was how to actually get into Vegas. Mm-hmm. But Scott has a plan for that, too. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, and then two people left. One, one, guy, oh, left. one guy left. Yeah, Damon. I thought for sure they were going to kill him. Like, as soon as he took off, I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, he's dead. He can't be talking about this to right. anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I was just waiting for him. I'm like, really? That's it? Uh, I guess he just gets in his car <laughs> okay. and drives away. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, they start t- bringing everybody up to speed. And then Damon, uh, Guzman's guy, is like, whoa, 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 whoa. You didn't say anything about zombies. And Guzman's like, what the hell, man? You said if you ever saw a zombie, you would fuck his shit up. And he's like, oh, that was just bullshitting, man. I'm out. I'm out. So he gets in his car and, is, and leaves. Uh, so now we're down to like, what, five, six, seven, eight guys total, give or take. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, we're going to cut back to the actual infirmant camp. Now, we've got a little family drama going on there. We have a young lady by the name of Gita who has two daughters. 
And there's another young lady there by the name of Kate, who's like one of the volunteers. She doesn't actually live there. She gets bussed in and out every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she's been working with Gita. Now, Gita has a plan. She's broke. And she's not living there by choice, obviously. And she's afraid that once uh, they get out of the infirmant camp, that she's basically just going to have to go into poverty because she's not going to have any money. Right. Or anything like that. So she knows another young lady by the name of Lily there who acts as kind of a coyote. She mm-hmm. can get them into the inside of the wall so that they can go into the Vegas Strip. Mm-hmm. So Gita's plan is to sneak into the Vegas Strip at night via Lily, crack a slot machine, and come back with like five dollars $6,000. Mm-hmm. Number one, I can tell you, slot machines don't have five dollars or $6,000 in them. Yeah, Most of them are ticket in, ticket out. So all you're going to walk away with is some printer paper. <laughs> Sweetie, <laughs> wildly disappointed. Uh, so that's the, pl- I don't know what the, the thought process was there. But more to the point, Gita is a single mom. She's probably in her mid-40s. And she's going in there uh, with like a backpack. So I don't know. Was she thinking it was just going to rain cash on her as soon as she got in the door or something? Probably. I don't know what, but... Naturally, that's a horrible idea. Yeah. And in the throes of that, we meet one of the security guards, a real prick by the name of Cummins. Yeah. Played by Theo Rossi. Yeah, he was funny. I love me some Theo Rossi. (laughs) Of course you do. I do. I'm gay for that guy, and I'll come out and say it. I'll say it to his face. I'll have sex with you if that's what you want. (laughs) He definitely Uh, wanted that. Well, I'm open. I'm open for business. But uh, he's a real prick. Take your temperature. Yeah. Oh, what? What the fuck did you just say to me? He comes along. He's a real dick. He's like breaking up the conversation. And there's some implication later on in the movie that he may have been sexually harassing the young ladies there mm-hmm. in the, the camp. Uh, and he's being real dicky to the girls. He takes both their temperatures. And apparently the way this infirmant camp works is if he says that they are infected or showing signs of infection, that uh, they can be shipped off or i guess he can just kill them execute him yeah Yeah. no questions asked or something like that i don't know i'm not sure how that goes down but he's being a real dick to him and eventually he moves on after taking their temperatures Mm -hmm. and uh that's that now we're going to cut back to uh the team they're getting ready uh kate the what the first the volunteer young lady is on her way out of the camp and scott grabs her and this is where we find out that Kate is actually Scott's daughter. Mm-hmm. So he's like, hey, I need a favor. And she's like, what? I hate you. I fucking hate you for what you did. And there's some tension there. There's oh, yeah. a lot of family drama. But we'll get more into that as the story goes on. Uh, basically, he says, look, if you help me out, I will give you $15 million. And you can go make a life for yourself or you can help some of these people, whatever. I'm sure you'll do the right thing with it. So right off the bat, Scott is planning to give his entire share the money to his daughter, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, she's eventually, she agreed that all he's asking her to do is put him in touch with Lily, the coyote, because mm-hmm. he knows that there's somebody in that camp that's going to know a way in and out no of and out, the yeah. Vegas strip. All he's asking is for her to put him in touch with him. Mm-hmm. So it's time to move in. Uh, the, uh, the team is all together. They roll up to the infirmary camp in one of those uh, buses uh, they get out. Kate takes them over to Lily, and, L- and Lily's like, "Hey, she Lily's pretty hot, actually. I think she was a French actress, mm-hmm. and she's got like a real femme fatale look about her. Oh yeah, I like her. 
She's yeah. into punk rock too. Yeah. I'm horny for a punk rock girl. <laughs> I'm, I'm hot for it, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so Lily's like, yeah, okay, I'm um, get ready. I'm going to take you in there. But by the way, we need one more guy. And he's like, what do we need another guy for? And she's like, just trust me. We need one more guy. So she flirts on with Cummins for a minute. And she's like, hey, you want to make 20 grand? And he's like, yeah, I'll make 20 grand. Shit. What do we got to do? Mm-hmm. It's like, we're going to go in there and we need one more. <laughs> so funny. 20,000. Oh, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're going to go in there. We need one more guy just for, uh, for backup. <laughs> now, right before they leave, though, Martin, Bly's head of security, is like, hey, I'm coming with you, by the way. Because... I got to keep tabs on you for the big man. So, mm-hmm. all right, fair enough. Martin's a prick. And you could tell right off the get-go he was a prick. Yeah. I think it was the sunglasses uh-huh. that just said, fucking scumbag to me. Yeah. It's, it's, he's played by Garrett Dillahunt, who's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, he's hilarious. I love him. But he's a, he almost always plays a prick. Yeah. Uh, he was a prostitute murderer in Deadwood. He was the guy that locked his stepkids in the house with a tiger in Burning Bright. Um, he's always a prick, man. But mm-hmm. that's like he does it well. Yeah, he, he did it well it this well, time yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So uh, in they go with Cummins, the security guard. Oh, right before they go in, though, Kate comes running up and punches Lily in the face, and she's like, "What happened? What did you do with him?" And she's like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "Gita, where did you take him?" And she's like, "Yeah, Gita asked me to get her in, so I did." And she's like, "She has two kids with no mother now. They're orphans, and they're over there in that tent." And she's like, "Well, I didn't know that." How what she paid me to do a job? I did the job. She's mm-hmm. like, "Well, did she come back?" No, she's still in there. Okay, so now Kate's like, "Okay, I'm going with you." Yeah, and uh, Scott's like, "The fuck you are!" Right, and they have this big argument in front of the whole team, and basically Kate says, "Look, you can either take me with you in there and keep me safe, or I can sneak in after you and be on my own." What's it going to be? And he's like, "Fucking fuck!" Right, fucking ass. Yeah, okay, fine, you can come. But you gotta stay by me. You gotta stay with me. Don't fuck off. Naturally, she does not do that. Of course. And not. is going to fuck the whole thing up here in a second. Mm-hmm. So in they go. Uh, they get in there, and we find out we find out right off the bat that uh, the zombies aren't what we exactly thought they were to begin right? with. Like for starters, once they open the the gate to get into Vegas. There's a bunch of just like dried, rotting husks all over the the ground. Yeah. And we find out that zombies can't really handle the Vegas heat so well. So they just kind of dry out and kind of atrophy in place. Yeah. Until the sun goes down. Well, if if, if it rains, they all come back to life for an hour or two, which is very... That would be terrifying. (laughs) That would probably be the scariest part of the movie. (laughs) Right? Yeah. If that were to actually happen. So that's kind of weird, but there's different levels of zombies. The, the ones that we're looking at there, those are what's called shamblers or slow-moving zombies. Right. Inside the buildings is where the, uh, like the slightly faster other zombies are. And these are more like the, uh, the Dawn of the Dead Zack Snyder zombies, the mm-hmm. ones that were running and tackling people, things like that. Um, above them, we have another group of zombies called alphas. And these are the ones that are communicating with each other. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are kind of running the show. So they get in there, and uh, the first thing they see is a fucking zombie tiger, buddy. That was pretty kick-ass. Gnarly yeah. fucking thing. Wouldn't you know, it's Valentine from the Siegfried and Roy show. Uh-huh. And it is up, and it is fucking some shit up, and it looks 
It is nightmare fuel. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way it, I can describe it. It was on point. It was gnarly. <laughs> uh, it's all CGI, but yeah. it's very well done, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like patrolling the outer skirts of the city. And uh, Lily, who makes regular forays into the Vegas Strip, is like, yeah, that's Valentine. He won't fuck with us if we, uh, you know, we kind of play by their rules. And they're right. like, rules? Th- rules? These are zombies. They don't have rules. Mm-hmm. They're like, uh, dude, things have changed quite a bit since yeah. you guys were here. So she explains like this hierarchy and what they need to do, buddy, is make an offering. Yeah. So Lily goes over and starts flirting with Cummins, gets his gun away from him, shoots him in the leg and hog ties him. That was perfect. That was perfect and leaves him out there. She's like, this is an offering. Uh, it's going to buy us some goodwill, show, show them that we're not, you know, we're showing respect and we're not here to hurt anybody or fuck mm-hmm. anything up. And they're like, what is this with the zombies? It's like, no, you don't get it, man. This is their kingdom. We have to play by their rules. As long as we do that, they won't mind us poking around. Right. And they're like, okay, then. So out comes uh, what I can only call a very emo stripper-looking zombie. And she is very agile. And she is screaming and howling as she goes. And she, like, gives them a once-over and then takes uh, Cummins and drags him off somewhere. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. I, that's a bad day to be Cummins. I would probably take a dump in my pants. If I was him. <laughs> I've just been shot in the leg, and now a very hot banshee stripper is uh, zombie is dragging me off into the oh, darkness. Man. Fuck. So they're like, okay, well, uh, we that means we have their permission to be here, but let's not flaunt it. Let's get inside. So they go inside. Now... The thing about Vegas, I don't know if you guys have been there or not, but you can actually get from one side of the strip to the other without hardly ever having to go outside. All the all the casinos are usually connected via skywalks or tunnel systems or something like that. So you could actually not have to walk down the street of the Vegas Strip if you didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, they decide they're going to go inside and travel inside the buildings so as to not draw any more attention to themselves. So they get into the first building. Uh, they start poking around in the casino floor. I don't know which building they went into first, but um, the first thing they find is a bunch of blueprints and maps on one of the roulette tables. Wow. Imagine Look, that. Looks like there was another team that came in in front of us. They ask Martin if he knows anything about it. He's like, oh, right. of course. So they kind of fan out a little bit. From there, they have to take like a uh, employee entrance kind of a thing down like a tunnel. And that's where they find out that like zombies, when they're not out zombieing around, they just kind of hibernate. They just kind of stand in one place, mm-hmm. go, get into these weird, uh, very cryptic poses, like with arms outstretched and stuff. Yeah. And they just kind of stand there like but mannequins. Don't touch them. Which is also terrifying, sir. <laughs> I would take a dump in my... I'm not going in... Uh, no, nope. <laughs> no, it's dark in there. Look at the way they're all just standing there like that. They're going to eat me. No. Uh, but they have to get through them. So Scott's like, okay, I'll go through and mark a path with glow sticks. So they get into like a single file line and they start walking down the... through, Like weaving through the zombies. Right before we get to the end of the line though, Peter's like grabs Martin and she's like, hey, don't get behind me. I think you're, good, you're here to fuck us somehow. I'm going to keep an eye on you. And... Martin's like, hey, whoa, easy there, senorita. So he gets out in front of her, and then he starts fucking with the glow sticks, so she gets lost in mm-hmm. this sea of hibernating zombies. I, I knew, knew he was it. an asshole. Yeah. I knew it. Fucking yep. Garrett Dillahunt. 
so naturally, she ends up bumping into some zombies and hitting a dead end. And they slowly start waking up, but she's like knifing them in the head as they do. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, and she actually puts down like probably 15 or 20 of these things, just trying to keep them quiet. Yeah. And she's doing a pretty good job. But eventually, one of them screams, wakes up a bunch of the others, and now she has to like pull out her guns and go to work. Mm Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, by then, the rest of the team is so far ahead of her that they can't get back to help. Uh, she does manage to catch up, but Martin, the fuckface, closes the door and like uh, secures it shut so she can't get through. So now she's stuck like in an employee lounge with a bunch of fucking zombies, and she's just fighting like a mad bitch to get out of there. Killing them left and right, which is great, but yeah. it's only a matter of time till they overtake her. Mm-hmm. Now, all the zombies in the goddamn place are awake. And we've got a bit of a uh, kerfuffle on our hands. Oh, yeah. Big chase scene through uh, like a fucking mini mall area, shopping area of one of the casinos. Uh, Peters manages to get out just as she's being overtaken by the zombies. Guzman sees her. She was carrying a bunch of fuel for the helicopter on her back. So just before, as she's getting bitten to death, Guzman shoots the uh, one of the fuel packs and blows her up. And she takes a bunch of zombies with her. Okay, that sucked. Martin's fault. But the thing that sucked about that scene, though, at the end was, you know, she she was able to talk at the end. So it's like, why didn't she say traitor or so and so? Yeah, Martin did this. Yeah, Martin did this. Instead, it's just go, go, go. go." Yeah, I'm like, no. And then boom, blows her up. So that sucks. Uh, They get out of that casino. They get into another one and they kind of reach, get to, they have to get to uh, a casino called Olympus there on the strip. That's the one that has the access point that's going to take them down to the big vault. Mm-hmm. So they get down, they get there, and they're like, "Okay, this is where we. This is the casino we need to be at. Employee entrance is over there. Uh, we got to power up the generator on the third floor roof. Uh, the helicopter is also on the roof of this place. Mm-hmm. So Peters goes up to start working on the helicopter. Um, Vanderhoe and Dieter go down. Are going to go down to the uh, vault. Now the thing about the vault, man." This fucking thing is nasty. Number one, it's a crazy vault. It's impossible to get into. Number two, there's a bunch of quote-unquote non-lethal deterrents. Yeah, non-lethal. Non-lethal deterrents. There's booby traps in the hallway that go to the vault. (laughs) And they don't know what they are, except that they're booby traps. Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's what it is. (laughs) Just... A lot scarier, I think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, there's that. Um... Scott and Kate go up to the third floor to fire up the generator. And this is where we get some family drama here. Because we're going to get the backstory on these two and what the fuck happened. Mm -hmm. So um, they're up there and Scott's like, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, I love you. Um, You know, I had to kill your mom, right? She was banging on the door. And we get a little flashback here. Basically, Kate, I believe, had barricaded herself in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, Scott came home to find zombie mom banging on the door at the door and And then he had to put her down unfortunately Mm. and scott was under the impression that kate never forgave him for that which is wrong because kate's gonna he's like hey i had to do it man i'm sorry i miss her every day and uh i know she was your mom and i loved her very much she loved me but she was not your mom anymore she was fucking zombie you think that's what i was mad at you yeah she's like you think that's why i was angry and he's like well yeah it's the logical assumption Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, man, I was angry because you just left. After we got out, you just, you didn't show up for anything. You just kind of took off and that was it. No yeah. phone calls, no nothing. And he's like, oh, 
Well, you look so much like your mother. Yeah, that's. I I got it. I think I'm on her team with this. You can't just be a, <laughs> yeah. abandoning your kids because you feel guilty about killing their zombie parents. Yeah. You know. And every time you see your kid, you see the wife. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it. That sucks. But at the same time, you got to kind of roll with that, buddy. Mm-hmm. So he's like, ah, shit. Well, do you think we could reconnect after this? And she's like. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I spent most of my life hating you. It's going to be pretty hard to change I, I that. think I'm just going to keep hating you. That, that, <laughs> yeah. It's worked out pretty well for me so far, so yeah. we'll just do that. I hope it's, it works out for you, Dad. Yeah, it's very sad, man. <laughs> it, fuck. Yeah, it really is. And he's like, well, f- all right, fine, I guess, whatever. Just fuck it. Let's just get this done. So they get the, the generator on. They get Peters up to the roof. Uh, the helicopter is pretty beat to shit, but she's... Working on it. Apparently, she knows a thing or two about helicopters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vanderhoe and Dieter make it down to the big vault. Excellent. They start, uh, you know, that th- there's a very interesting dialogue that happens here because they get down to the big vault and they immediately find the dead bodies of the previous team. And they're like, oh, that's that's the previous team. Look at them. They're all dead. They're a bunch of skeletons. Oh, they tried to blow open the door. That was really stupid. <laughs> stupid guys. <laughs> but then Vanderhoe goes into this weird soliloquy about um, what if that's us and we're just doomed to repeat this timeline right. over and over and over again. That really and, makes you think about that. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then you start looking at the dead bodies and they're wearing very similar clothing yeah. to the clothes that they're wearing. Same amount of people. Yeah. And then, but. Then they, he just kind of goes, yeah, wouldn't that be a trip? And then that's never yeah, touched that was, on again. I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, right I'm like, wait. <laughs> are they? No. <laughs> what is, we're not, you're not going to do that, are you? <laughs> Don't do that. That so, was pretty clever, though. Yeah, it was. And it really, like, e- even now I'm still thinking about it. I'm like, what? Was there some kind of a subtext? Did I miss something else? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so that's kind of cool. Uh, but they get the gate open. There's like five or six zombies down there. Dieter actually gets to kill a zombie. And he's like, woo! I killed, I shot the bride. There was a bride zombie down there. Yeah. I killed the bride. I killed the bride. Woo! So he's all excited. And from here, this is, I, I kind of feel like Vanderhoe and Dieter need like their own little buddy movie. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Because they start off, Vanderhoe's like, just shaking this, his head, looking at Dieter, white guy. Yeah. But by the end, Dieter saves <laughs> Vanderhoe's life. Cracker, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this clown. But at, in the end of this thing, Dieter saves Vanderhoe's life, and like yeah. they're like best buds. Oh, yeah. By the time it goes down, that's pretty cool. Uh, so they get down there, they get working on, they get into the gate, and now they have to find a way to trigger these quote unquote non lethal deterrents. Now at this point, uh, Martin and the Coyote decide they're going to, quote-unquote, secure the perimeter. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. I don't, that's The perimeter of what? You, you're not going to... I don't know what you're doing. But they just kind of disappear for a minute. Uh, once we find, find out in a few minutes, once Martin got the coyote alone, he made a side deal with her. And the deal was he needed a vial of alpha zombie blood. And she mm-hmm. agreed to help him get it. So they went back out to the strip where Valentine is patrolling. And uh, they kind of were just waiting for one of them to show up. Well, that's when the hot stripper zombie pokes her head out. Yeah. And she's like, ah! Uh, some, somehow Martin has a 203 grenade launcher with some kind of a net round. Yeah, I don't know if that's actually a thing. I fired 203 grenade launchers. They got a kick. And if you were to try to... Like, shoulder fire it, it would probably knock your arm clean out of its socket. Hmm. Just saying. 
normally you have to like hold it back and fire it indirectly into the air so that the round does like a oh kind of a thing mm-hmm. you know a deal <laughs> it's one of those deals you don't want to shoot it directly at so well anyway uh anyway he somehow manages to net the stripper now something we didn't talk about is the dynamic of like the hierarchy of these zombies so we have like the the alpha alpha zombie the very first what I, I assume to be the very first zombie the one that climbed out of the box in the initial car accident and he has uh taken this hot stripper zombie as his queen and he's like the king of vegas now and he's got a head on a stick i always wondered whose head that was i have no idea but uh that's his queen and just as cummins is being eaten he does a, a thing where he like puts his head down and listens to her stomach. Mm-hmm. So she's pregnant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think that that could happen. How does that work? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They um, don't elaborate. I'm not asking questions. It's just strange to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, the what we're getting at is that she is pregnant, and that sucks. Or I guess it's good for them in a weird way. Congratulations, King and Queen Zombie, on your unborn zombie fetus i mm-hmm. guess uh, whatever you want to call it but uh that's interesting and then they turn uh cummins into a zombie too but because he is bitten by the alpha he also will become an alpha zombie he'll be faster and smarter than the rest and if you're really watching that scene buddy you'll notice one of the zombies has glowing blue eyes oh i noticed only one of them uh-huh. it's kind of hard to miss really oh yeah it really because is. he's a fucking robot he is a robot zombie hmm. why are there robot zombies I don't know, but they're in there. Zack mm-hmm. Snyder has confirmed it. There are robot zombies in this movie. All right, so that's interesting. There's also Batman in this movie. I missed the Batman. So did I. Uh, at the infirmant camp, several of those um, uh, Connex boxes that are stacked on top of each other say mm-hmm. Wayne Enterprises. <laughs> Wayne Tech, buddy. Look at that. Oh, boy. It's just chock full of Easter eggs. Right up your butthole. I mean, the main zombie, he was wearing a cape. <laughs> That's true. It's a very 300 kind of a thing going on, yeah. which is another Zack Snyder movie, by the way. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, the zombie babies is what we're doing. Now we're going to cut back to the team. Uh, oh, by the way, the, the king zombie has Gita and two of her girlfriends in a hotel room. And mm-hmm. he's probably get, eating them one at a time is what yeah. we're thinking. Or he's getting ready to. It kind of remind me of like Jabba the Hutt, you know, would like bring in. Bring yeah, had like a there. harem. But yeah. I think Jabba wanted to like get sexy. You know what I mean? I don't think he was eating people. No. This guy was eating people. Yeah. Which is worse probably <laughs> than getting sexy. Uh, but anyway, that's kind of gnarly. So from there, uh, we got the generator powered up. We're trying to trigger these non-lethal deterrents in the uh, the vault, and we've got uh, Peters up on the uh, roof working on the helicopter. We now have the Coyote and Martin trying to round up a zombie. They get accosted by the stripper zombie. They net her in this weird 203 round net grenade thing, and the Coyote was under the impression that he wanted a vial of her blood. Fair enough. Right. Instead, he saws her head off and puts it in a bag. And he's like, I'm going to take the whole head instead of just a vial. Medusa style. This is going to be worth millions. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So he puts the head in a bag in a way, and she's like, oh, dude, that was the queen. Now we're really fucked. Oh, yeah. They find this, we are going to be fucking fucked. And she screams. Yeah, right she's screaming the whole time. And the king hears her screams. Oh, boy. So that's gnarly. Bad business. 
Uh, from there, they go back inside. Uh, the king comes out riding a zombie horse, yeah. which is even more gnarly, <laughs> yeah. uh, and finds the dead body of the queen, the headless now, dead bo- deader body of the queen, listens to her stomach and does another high-pitched scream. Takes her body back to the swimming pool area mm-hmm. and gets, I guess, all the other zombies worked up into a frenzy. Yeah. They're really angry. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have like parkour zombies, mm-hmm. free runner zombies, weird contortionist zombies, all kinds of nastiness. Now, at this point, Kate has overheard some of the conversations, and she's kind of put together that Gita is probably over at the zombie headquarters, which I think was the Bellagio, maybe? Yeah. Olympus was where they were. Uh-huh. They were at a different one. So she starts quietly making – she has broken away from Scott and the team and is now quietly making her way towards that casino to try to save Gita and the, the other two chicks. Uh, unfortunately, nobody realizes that Kate is gone until after we actually breach the vault. Mm-hmm. So we have to get past the non-lethal deterrence. That's pretty funny because they keep going up and getting zombies and bringing them back down on dollies. <laughs> that was and then good. shoving them down the hallway to try to trigger these things. <laughs> yeah. One of them just doesn't go. Yeah, one of them around. just like turns around and tries to walk out. Like, what are like, you doing? Shit, come on, get over there. <laughs> and then they uh, heat up a severed hand yeah. in a microwave and like, all right, go on, fetch it. <laughs> it goes. Yeah, it worked. And uh, yeah, the, the fr- there's three non lethal deterrents. Uh, the first one is a bunch of tranquilizer darts that mm. riddle the zombie. But he keeps going, and the second one is like two machine gun salvos that would have torn a, a, a living human being apart. And then the third one is like a saw vice trap, yeah. where it's just the two walls that, like Roadrunner style, uh-huh. that just Boom. crush you and turn you into a puddle. <laughs> yeah. Non-lethal, huh? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so eventually, though, they make their way to the Gotterdammerung, and then Dieter gets to do his thing and crack the safe. Good for him. Uh, while that's going on, we cut to upstairs where now there's full power to the casino and the TV's back on mm-hmm. and the president has decided to move up the nuclear bombing okay. from the 4th of July weekend to about an hour from now. <laughs> so they have about an hour to crack the safe, get the money, get up to the helicopter and get the F out of Dodge before the nuclear strike comes mm-hmm. in. Perfect. Yeah. So, not wanting to freak anybody out, Scott gets on the radio. He brings everybody back to that casino. Now the zombie horde is slowly gathering momentum as it wor- works its way down the strip. Uh, Peters is still working on the uh, the helicopter. It's beat to shit. She gets it running a couple of times, but then it immediately like backfires and kills itself. Um, after that, we're pretty much good to go. Uh, that unfortunately though, we get into the safe, we see all the money. It's a big make it rain type of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when we realize that Kate is no longer with the team. Scott does the math real quick. He's like, Oh fuck. She went to go save Gita at the other hotel. Shit. Uh, so now we have to, and now this is when the full force of the zombie horde oh, comes raining down on the Olympus. Yeah, pounding on the bottom of the elevator. Jump yeah, jumping elevator. down elevator shafts yeah. trying to get at these guys. It's nasty, man. Uh, basically, everybody dies. Uh, what's it? Martin makes his escape, fucks everybody in the process by locking them down there. Gets out with what he thinks is the queen's head. Yeah. But it's actually a money counter. Yeah, switch. But you'll catch it earlier because 
that one chick was like weighing it. Yeah, the coyote's like uh, looking at the zombie head in the bag and then looking at this money counter. Yeah. So she does a switcheroo on him. It doesn't matter though, because as soon as he gets outside, he gets killed in most horrific fashion by Valentine the zombie tiger. Mm-hmm. And that is probably the gnarliest kill of the movie. That was pretty cool. <laughs> One end to the other to the other. Throwing him up against walls. <laughs> just playing with him. And then just crushing his head. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, nasty. Uh, fucks him up. He's done. Um, Scott is trying to find a way to get to the other hotel. Uh, but eventually they just get overrun. Uh, Vanderhoe and Dieter get locked down in the vault area where the king makes his way down there. And he's now wearing like a bulletproof helmet. So the headshot won't work on him. Right. They've got guns, and they're putting zombies down left and right. But the king just keeps coming because his, his head is protected. Yeah, he should have made more of those. Vanderhoe tries to go, like, toe-to-toe with the king and gets fucked up pretty oh, bad. Oh, yeah. Um, Superhuman strength. I mean, how do you dude, go against that? No, he's just, like, bashing him into walls yeah. and stuff. He's just on the point of biting Vanderhoe when Dieter, like, comes off the top rope and bashes the king in the head with uh, something. And like breaks the the combat, throws Vanderhoe in the in the vault and closes the door. But then Dieter gets killed by the zombies. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Uh, now we're gonna now at this point we're down to um, Cruz, Scott, um, the Coyote, and Kate, who is outside. Mm-hmm. Scott and Cruz are on their way up to make their way out and get the. As soon as the fucking door opens, Cruz gives Scott a very endearing speech about hey. How about we hook up after this? I was always into you, and I thought that, you know, you might have been into me. And he's like, "What, really? Oh, and the yeah." Truth comes out. Yeah. Well, we should. We after this, we're definitely going to hook up. And then the door opens, and Cruz gets her neck, her head spun completely around. That was her pretty neck. cool looking. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> well, <I> mean... <laughs> if you thought you were going to get a happy ending, <laughs> nope. Nope, not now. Well, just because her head's facing the other way. Uh, she's done. She's done. There's nothing. Nothing's happening there. Uh, so they get up to the. Uh, at this now we're down to Scott the Coyote. Peter's on the roof, and Kate at the other place. And Gita, by the way, who's still alive over there. Uh, the good news is that all the zombies are out of the other hotel, mm-hmm. except for Zombie Cummins, the shithead security guard, mm-hmm. uh, played by Theo Rossi. Uh, it's funny because I watched the making of this, which is also on Netflix Mm -hmm. and they interviewed Theo Rossi, but during the interview, he was still in his full zombie makeup (laughs) with the contacts and everything. And he's like, I'm having a great time guys. This I don't get to be the villain very often. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that's kind of weird, but, uh, that's the good news. So by the time Kate gets there, it's pretty much empty except for Gita and her friend who are kind of like huddled together in this room. And, of course, uh, Cummins, who's, like, patrolling the the floors. Uh, Scott and the Coyote make it up to the roof. Peters has the engine running, which is great. Um, The king is right behind him. So he gets up there, and just as Scott is getting into the helicopter, the Coyote pulls out the queen's head and holds a gun to it. Oh, boy. What is the point of that? But the 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 really because she's still she's still. I mean, yeah, she's alive. like ah, 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 ah. yeah. But like, if you're the king, why why what you still what, get head? That's it. No, <laughs> I mean the the baby is out of the table, off the table, right? Right, right. And it's not like you're gonna. What do you? 
I don't know, man. I don't know why he was. But I if guess, the queen bites something, I mean, still it's got to be as potent. I guess, sort of. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But uh, it kind of causes the king to uh, pause for a second, and then he th- spears the coyote and pins her to a, to the wall, man. which causes her to drop the head, which then plummets from the roof like twenty eight floors and. Splat. basically turns into a puddle at the bottom. yeah <laughs> she's uh, done yeah uh the king is right pissed off but the helicopter is left it had scott and peters in it they may go over to the other hotel hoping to find kate and gita uh get on the roof scott goes running down there in the meantime the king has jumped off the roof got on his zombie horse and is hauling ass down the vegas strip back to the other hotel mm-hmm. uh scott connects with kate in the fire exit uh just as the king is coming up they get Gita and Kate and Scott up to the roof, and once they get up there, as they're being chased by the king and a bunch of other zombies, mm-hmm. Peters has taken off with the helicopter. Oh, what the? And, oh, she left. She left. Oh, fuck. But then you hear the engine, and then she comes over the side of the building, yeah. and she's like, I thought about leaving, but then I changed my mind. Morals came into play. So Gita gets on the, the helicopter. So does Kate. And for fuck's sake, man, I hate this. I hate this. And you knew exactly what was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Kate's on. Gita's on. Peter's got the engine running. And Scott stops to smile at Kate. And Kate smiles at Scott. Mm. And that's when the zombie king kicks the door open, runs out, and jumps onto the helicopter with him. Fucking fuck. Uh, all, what, one, two, three, four, five of them are on the helicopter. Peters is flying off into the sunset. Yeah. She's doing like a bunch of crazy maneuvers trying to get the king to fall out. In the tussle, though, Scott gets bitten by the king. Mm-hmm. As the nuclear bomb is flying over the top of the helicopter into Vegas, uh, the bomb hits, detonates. The shock wave causes, uh, like... The ripple effect. The ripple effect and just, like... Cart starts cartwheeling the helicopter, mm-hmm. which then basically crashes to the ground and everybody dies. Scott lives for a second or two just in time to say goodbye to his daughter. And she's like, Dad, I'm so sorry I missed you. And he's like, oh, by the way, here's a couple thousand dollars that I stuffed into my pants. Take yeah. that and maybe you can do something with that. Um, funny thing, though, uh, he's like, maybe you can make a better life for Gita and her kids. I'm pretty sure Gita is dead in the helicopter. Yeah, I think so. But they never referenced her after that. No. Like, as soon as they got in the helicopter, that was it. No. Well, he said, make a better life for Gita and the kids. Yeah. She's done, man. Yeah, I, I, she, you never see her again, and the, mm. the not even whole, in the helicopter. No, the helicopter like is a fireball. <laughs> so she's, and then of course Scott turns into a zombie, and Kate shoots him in the head just mm-hmm. as the Hueys are landing behind her to evacuate her, and uh, that's about it for now. Mm-hmm. Credits start rolling, and then after the blast, we see a vault door open. And Vanderhoe climb, climbs out with like eight duffel bags full of cash. Yeah. He then has to walk through the desert by himself with all these duffel bags full of cash uh, to a random trailer out there. And I will say this. That seems far-fetched. But as a native Nevadan, I can tell you, periodically, as you're driving from here to Vegas or here to Pahrump or here to Fernley. There's always somebody with a duffel bag. always like random trailers just oh, yeah, like dotting too. the desert. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go in there. Yeah, people make homes out of they those. They do. I don't, what, who the fuck is living out there? <laughs> I don't know. But, but it, so they, they show some of the insides of those trailers. It looks like a regular trailer on the outside, but on the inside, it's all decked out. Uh, good for them. Good for I couldn't <laughs> It's got to be hot, though. Yeah, I could not do it. No fucking <laughs> no. way. But uh, he comes across a random trailer. He steals the car. 
drives to an airport, rents a uh, plane, and gets on the plane to Mexico City. Mm-hmm. He gets out of, he's like, they're on their descent into Mexico City where he starts getting lightheaded all of a sudden. Yeah. And that's when he realizes that he's been bitten and the zombie apocalypse will continue, buddy. Yep. That's the end of your movie, man. What'd you think of Army of the Dead? Oh, I love this movie. It's a great show, right? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I've already seen it like three times. <laughs> yeah. So Easter eggs. There are a couple of zombies and there's one zombie, as I alluded to earlier, that's chasing them through the vault that va- I think... Vanderhoe shoots with a shotgun and sparks coming start mm-hmm. coming out of it. There's robot zombies periodically in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that one. There's another one with glowing blue eyes. I assume he's a robot too. Uh, there's that alien thing. There's a Batman thing. There's just goddamn Easter eggs all over this movie, and I love it. I love it anyway. Yeah. It's a good show. Two and a half hours long. Worth it, though, because it flew. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a two and a half hour drag. No, it doesn't. Like most movies would at that time rate. Mm-hmm. But god damn, man. Great show. Check yeah. it out, inmates. You're going to love it. And for those that want to know, they're making a prequel to this. And an animated series. And an animated series. Which yeah. I'm very... I'm into both of them. I'm going to check them both out. We're going to take a little break. We'll come back with some other stuff, inmates. Oh, yeah. Nowhere to fall in Nowhere to walk away 
Hey inmates, if you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back. Buddy, if we ever decide to rob uh, a zombie-infested Las Vegas, I'm going to do my best not to leave you behind. Okay, if you do, throw me in the vault. Throw you in the vault? That's what you want to do? (laughs) I I would prefer not the vault. No? I don't, I mean, if you have the luxury of a nuclear blast, that's probably your best bet. Yeah. But if you're just on your own and you got to find your own way out, you're going to die in there. Oh, yeah. You're going to fucking, you're going to suffocate, I imagine. I would think so. Oh, forget it. But I'm going to do my best (laughs) not to leave you behind. I appreciate that. I'm going to need you to carry the gasoline, though. Cause, you know. <laughs> that was so funny when they kept giving him, like, yeah. here's the gasoline. You're oh. the pack mule. Uh, even Dieter walks over there. Here's mine, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. You are the pack mule, jackass. <laughs> right on, dude. Are you ready to start the 2021 Terradome Tournament? I most certainly am. Let's get it on. Mm-hmm. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. Tonight, inmates, we are going to be making the initial fight announcements. Now, normally, I would have Buddy and Monica choose random numbers between 1 and 32 to make the fights, but Monica's not here. So what we're going to do this time, Buddy is going to call out a villain, and I'm going to name the villain that I think would make a good fight for the the first villain. All right. All right, Buddy. Starting in the Asylum Conference, when you're ready. <laughs> I got to look at the names. No, just give oh. me a name. You know, you know. All right, inmates, here we have it. Your ter- 2021 Terradome Tournament. The Asylum Conference is going to be Freddy Krueger versus Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees versus The Creeper, Pinhead versus Chucky, The Invisible Man versus Jigsaw, Pumpkinhead versus Pyramid Head, Tall Man versus The Ghostface Killer, Candyman versus Herbert West Reanimator, and Kayako versus The Abominable Dr. Fibes. In the Inferno Conference, we have Art the Clown versus the Beefcake Tomato. The mummy—it's hard to say that one. It is. We're talking about horror movies in Beefcake. 
gets brought into the conversation. Uh, The Mummy versus the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Predator versus Maniac Cop. Frankenstein versus Leatherface. Wolfman versus Samara. Dracula versus Syl. Otis Driftwood versus Angela. And the Xenomorph versus Pennywise the Clown. Our first fight will be next week in May. I'm going to give you another week. If you want to get... Oh, let's, let's talk about our horses, shall we? We have. We just got uh, confirmation from Miss Monica. She wants the tall man. Other than that, we have... Uh, oh, I already put that on there. We have Buddy is taking Pyramid Head. Yes. Look out. Coming <laughs> at us from Silent Hill. Monica is taking the tall man. I am going to take the Maniac Cop. Oh. Matthew Cordell. Troy's got Dracula. Tim's got the Predator. Cowboy's got Syl. Alan has taken Angela from Night of the Demons. Tom Hardy has taken Jason Voorhees, and Kevin has the beefcake tomato. I'm going to have to <laughs> fucking the way you said that. <laughs> Kevin the, has the beefcake beef tomato. He's <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like some kind of a condition, right? Yeah, yeah, You're going to want to get that looked at, Kevin. It sounds terrible. <laughs> All right, inmates, the fights pick up next week. Get your picks in now or uh, don't. I don't. Whatever you want to do. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, in the meantime, we've got some movies to talk to you about in a little segment we like to call What Are You Looking At? Yeah. What are you looking at? I just got one movie in this week. I had a pretty busy week. I watched uh, Hellraiser Hellseeker from 2002. Huh. I did a guest spot on... You're asking you why. Yeah. Why would I do that? I did a guest spot on Red Zombie 7 last night, and they're doing the Hellraiser franchise. Somehow I've been nominated as their resident uh, Hellraiser expert. Oh, well. Hey. So, yeah, there why you go. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, that's a shit movie. It has nothing to do with Hellraiser at all. It's more uh, crime drama. It's weird how they just kind of shoehorn Pinhead, Pinhead in it. into these movies and then try to make them Hellraiser yeah. movies. doesn't make a fucking... Yeah, put on this outfit. We're going to call this Pinhead. Doug, get Doug in here. It's a Hellraiser. Get in there. All right, Hellraiser. Now, out. there you go. Mm-hmm. Bring in the dirty cops. It's bad. That's all I got to look at, man. You get anything? Uh, all I got to check out was the uh, Jupiter's Legacy that's on Netflix. What the, the hell is season. that? Um, basically, it's a first generation of superheroes. That's okay. That's kept the world safe for nearly a century, and then their children have to live up to that legacy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, there's some a uh, couple good kill scenes in there. Nice. Um, but, yeah, it's more like a family... Family kind of drama kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. that's cool. It's pretty good. Right on. That's I guess that's all we're looking at, inmates. Yeah. How about some immersion therapy? Mm-hmm. Immersion therapy. You know, it took me a full hour to realize I had seen this movie before. Really? Be- yeah, Bedeviled. I think we did it for immersion therapy before, didn't we? Not that I know of. Uh, unless I watched the wrong one. Korean, right? Yeah. Yeah. What a fucking snatch that lady oh, was. Oh, man. God! I, you know, I liked it when her friend went on the killing spree and started snuffing out all the old ladies. Oh, yeah, that was cool. That was probably the best I, part of the whole movie. that one old dude that just yeah, didn't the, give a uh, shit about anything. Eats the bozo weed. Yeah. Or what, what do they call it? Bozo leaf or something like that? Uh-huh. It makes you act like a bozo? Yeah, he didn't <laughs> flinch. 
yeah. she's just she's ripping like, up old ladies with that weird uh, ninja comma Doing thing. Do me a favor. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Should have done that years ago. <laughs> yeah. Some peace and quiet. Uh, it's not a bad show. It's uh, I, th- I feel like there's probably something lost in translation, but just the snatchiness of the main the main lady, the main mm. character. You mm-hmm. know, it's not bad. Yeah, I could have swore we'd done this one before. Nothing no, enough. all right, you're probably right. <laughs> what did you think of it, bud? Uh, I liked it. Uh, it's just one of those where, man, you know, it's it's a rough watch at some yeah. points. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of. Uh, uh, sexual violence, I guess, for lack of a better term. And, mm-hmm. like, those thugs were ass wipes, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, what do you got for us this week, buddy? All right, this week, let's check out 2019's Saint Maud. It's about a... It follows a pious nurse who becomes a dangerously obsessed with saving the soul of their dying patient. Very cool. And you'll find this gem on Amazon Prime. You got it. Check that shit out, inmates. We'll do the same thing next week, and we can compare notes. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, we have to educate Miss Monica, who is not here. Educating Miss Monica. So you're stuck with me. Yeah. Uh, My clues from last week. A major earthquake has reshaped the Los Angeles coastline. And now uh, all the the surfer dudes have organized themselves into nasty little gangs. And some of them are downright uh, dicky and somewhat anti-Semitic. I am, of course, Surf Nazis Must Die Hmm. from Trauma Entertainment. Nice. Sex scene in that movie, man. Oh, yeah. When the saxophone (laughs) kicks on. Lost, that is Lost Boys type saxophone. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. But with some hard, possibly hardcore penetration, <laughs> I think. Uh, I think Cowboy and Tom Hardy both got me on yeah. that one. Well done, gentlemen. Yeah. It's not too often that uh, Tom Hardy pulls one out. So good for good on you there, Tom Hardy. Who might I be this <laughs> or week? Or is it often that they pull one out? Oh, you have a, what I mean, you know, whatever you're into there, Tom Hardy. <laughs> Who might I be this week? You ask. Well, I'm an army brat, and uh, I've about had it with being moved around all the time, but it's different this time because now I'm in love, oh. buddy. I've fallen in love. I do. Oh, uh, well, not with you. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to have this conversation now, but no. Uh, and uh, my girlfriend, is, is she's, she's hot to trot, and she's kind of in an abusive house, but we're going we're gonna to elope, oh. and we're going we're gonna to get the hell out of here. But before we do, we need to stop by my dad's army base. And fucking shit, we saw some stuff we weren't supposed to see. And we breathed in some crap. And now we've got a Latino street gang chasing us around because my girlfriend bit one of them. And uh, we're going to have to probably hide out in the sewers with some homeless dudes for a little while. Hmm. Probably should have just stayed at home and played Nintendo. That's what I should have done. Who might I be, you ask? Find out next week when I uh, drop the knowledge bomb on you. In the meantime, inmates, I think that's about going to do us for the week. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us. Subscribe wherever you found this and like, comment, do all that stuff. It helps our visibility quite a bit. Uh, We do have a Patreon campaign running. The uh, month of July is wide open if anybody's interested. $5 donation gets you a t-shirt, a coffee mug, and control of July. 
In the meantime, join us next week for Hotel Inferno here in Rated R Month in the padded room. That being said, for Buddy, Miss Monica and Absentia, Las Vegas, beautiful, downtown Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, the high desert, zombie strippers, zombie kings that marry said strippers, and I somehow get them pregnant, robot fucking zombies, aliens, Batman, Netflix, and everybody else. Why not? Dave Batista too. Yes. Why not throw them in Just there? Just for good measure. And the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye and have a great week. Put my hands up, dance with the heat dry.